0: Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of random, funny content picked from around the web, like Tales from Tech Support, Entitled Parents, Choosing Beggars, Pro Revenge, and more. The podcast is taken right from our Uncle Reddit YouTube channel and placed here for those of you who prefer to listen to the stories without having the need for text on the screen. I upload several times each week, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the fat guy with the beard telling stories. Welcome back to the channel, guys. No cats today unfortunately. I'm not sure what they're off getting into, but I'm pretty sure I'll figure it out sooner or later. And for those of you who haven't noticed yet or haven't been reading the comments, just saying, just move the elevator somewhere more convenient. Network cabling technician for an investment bank. Early shift. Get a ticket handover from late shift. Came from network operations. There's a switch with hostname X that's offline kindly verify power with visual check search the host name in the database of network equipment in all the data centers and IDFs can't find a thing oh that's odd late shift guy calls in I'm gonna be late hungover but if netops calls the elevator's down the what the elevator you know that ticket about the down switch it's a smart elevator but the elevator's down so where's the switch on top of the elevator oh okay Don't want to know how you found that out. Kick the ticket back to network operations. Elevator is offline and undergoing maintenance. Switch is in elevator, ergo switch is also offline. The ticket is kicked back. Network operations. Can you turn it back on? To gain access to the switch, I'd have to have an Otis technician move the elevator, and if they could do that, I would need to gain access to the switch. Well, when can we expect the switch back on? When Otis fixes the elevator, I'd imagine. I don't understand. Switches are supposed to be powered separately on standard rack PDUs. This is inconvenient. I sent pictures of an electrician and three elevator repairmen in an open elevator shaft and a picture of the switch in question in a small metal box affixed to the top of the elevator. Where do you think we could put a standard rack PDU? Well, can you move it to someplace more standard with the rest of the switches? Can I move this switch that controls the elevator away from the elevator? Oh, network operations and contacts network deployment. Is there any way we can turn this switch back on? I turned to the late shift guy as this game of email tag has gone on all day. Now it's my turn to drink. I love it. Some people, no matter how many questions they ask, no matter how they ask them, they'll still never understand the answers you give them. Oh my gosh, just notice how dirty my hat is. After doing all that stuff for my wife the last few weeks, I guess, uh, guess it's time to wash it. User ignores me and then gets upset when I say there's a scheduling problem. Got a ticket a few days ago. Super simple request. Hook up an old printer and install some current printers on computers. The printer names were not given, and the users that need the printers installed are not given. No biggie. I'm used to having to gather info. Here's the email chain. Hi user, do you know the names of the printers that we want connected to these users' PCs? Thanks, me. She responds with, We want to add the following printers to computer name one and computer name two, printer name one and printer name two. We also have an extra printer in the back lab we would like to get set up on those same computers, user. So far, so good. I know the printers we need and the computers that need them. However, she didn't give me any contact info for the users. Figured the best way to fix this would be just to email clickable links so she can forward it to anyone who needs the printer installed. My reply was, okay, so for the first two, Clickable link for printer one. If you forward this email to the users on those computers, they can simply click the link above and it will install the printer automatically. For some reason, the naming for printer two is weird and might actually be called printer two actual name. So we may need to try this link. Printer two clickable link. As for the extra printer in the back, I'm guessing it's not set up as a networked printer. Thanks, me. Now here's where it starts to fall apart. She ignores the entire section about the clickable links and focuses on the old printer. Her reply was, The one in the back's not set up. The location one is specifically for the label printer. So she just says it's not set up. Cool. We have a somewhat short back and forth about it. Me, is it a brand new printer? Does anyone currently use it? Her, it's not new, but we want to use it. It's not currently set up. Me, was it purchased through IT? Can you maybe send me a picture of it? Her, it's an old printer. Serial number. Me, Hmm, can't find any info for that serial in our asset database, but I still may be able to set it up. Where specifically are you? Are you at the main office? Her, yes, we're in main office. Directions for her part of the office were given. Me, I'll drop by shortly after lunch if that's okay. Her, that should work. So after lunch I stopped by her area and she isn't there. One of the other employees showed me the old printer. It's a 10 plus year old printer that was decommissioned years ago. Just for kicks, I see if there's a compatible network jack nearby, and there isn't. I go back to my desk, check some documentation, and learn that we actually can't re-add this printer to our print server. Or rather, in order to add it, we would need an approval from our committee. It's complicated. Don't worry too much about it. We have a printing committee to minimize paper waste and environmental impact. So I send her this email that she doesn't see until the next day. Hey user, do you guys have a regular printer down there? We actually can't hook up this old printer, if there is a regular printer down there, unless we get approval from the Print Smart Committee. She proceeds to not reply for a couple days, so I send this. Hi user, any updates on this? Me. So after two more days, she replies with, don't worry about hooking up the old printer. The ones back lab computers are not working with the printer name though. User. I thought by now we had resolved the installation problems. I sent her clickable links. So now I'm thinking that there's a more complicated problem. I follow up with, are they even installed on those computers? If they are, what happens when trying to print to them? No response. A week passes. I'm getting a little frustrated that my several weeks old ticket for a super simple problem is still open. So I F up and send her this. Scheduling seems to be a problem to getting this ticket resolved. Let's take care of it with clickable links via email. You can forward this email to anyone that needs the printer installed. If that doesn't work, have the user call me. My phone number is and I'll assist in installing manually. Thank you. And then both links are there. Well, let's just say I shouldn't have done that. 10 years in IT doesn't prepare you for this, I guess. She replied within minutes with this. I don't feel there was ever a scheduling issue. If you wanted to set up a time to come down, we could have accommodated that, but you did not. You stopped by the one day after lunch and then sent a few emails, see below, with some questions. User. I'm a little annoyed by this. Technically, she's right. I only dropped by once, but she didn't provide enough information for me to even see what the problem was. I replied with, Is it possible to have users click on the link I sent, or is that not going to work? If it isn't, when would be a good time to come downstairs today to resolve? I figured maybe she was the type of user who just really wants someone desk side. But surprising nobody, she never replied to this email. I forwarded the entire email chain to my boss so she would be aware in case this user wanted to complain about me. Boss said I did nothing wrong and the user likely will not try to contact us anymore. If she does, I'll just get the problem fixed. I love the people who want something resolved. You send them an email. They barely read the first sentence. Send you a response which may or may not relate to anything that you said or asked. But then after like three or four emails, it becomes painfully obvious that they didn't read the complete email. Because if they had, they'd realize there's links there, resources, other questions... Price line. Don't call my personal number on vacation. I work in IT at a company that is vaguely in the med slash pharma industry. We're only a department of four. I was originally hired to be temporary coverage for a paternity leave, but they offered me a full-time position they were adding. At that point, I got a company-issued cell phone. Prior to this, I'd used my personal number for the few times I'd need to make a call. Unfortunately, one of those people was... Technical trainer. She used to be a warehouse supervisor, but rumor is they couldn't fire her, so when the other position came up, they welcomed it to get her out of their department. My first week, she called, instead of using our ticket system, to complain to my coworker, Lazy IT, that one of the printers didn't have a label tag on it with the name. Most of the other ones did, but occasionally they fall off. Also, she isn't sure it's working. Lazy IT sent me to go figure it out because he does nothing that requires him to leave his desk. I had to find it by pinging methodically, our printer naming convention is pretty straightforward, so I knew it had to be one of a few numbers, and matching the IP listed on the printer screen. We have a label maker, but had run out of the print roll and we were waiting on the next shipment of office supplies. So I called the technical trainer to give her the name and let her know I'd make a label as soon as I could. She thanked me and that was that, or so I thought. Little did I know she'd saved my phone number. Ugh. Flash forward a few months, I was in the weird limbo of my contract was extended because the position doesn't open until the new year for budget reasons. Because I'm a temp, I'm not allowed to be on the employee directory even though I now have a company phone number. Rules are dumb, but I don't care enough to argue. It's tied to my AD account, so people can look it up in Outlook. I had already booked a vacation that was after the end date on my contract. When my boss extended it, he gave me the time off without question, even though I don't get PTO. I set my out-of-office message on Outlook and Teams with my dates off and said to contact Lazy IT or Senior IT. I left my laptop and company phone at home. I'm hourly, so no expectation of work on personal time. In Colorado, I hiked Quandary Peak with my sister. She runs marathons. I don't. Thought I was gonna die. Anyway, unsurprisingly, there was poor cell service at 14,000 plus feet. When we got back to the cabin, I collapsed onto the floor and plugged in my phone to charge. I saw the notification that I had a voicemail. I clicked on it. Hi, this is Technical Trainer. I deleted without listening to the rest of it. When I got back in town, I checked and had no emails or IMs from her. Checked her ticket history and there were no new entries. She didn't call lazy IT or senior IT, so it couldn't have been that important. I mentioned all this to my boss. His response? I would block her number if it were me. Things like this probably explain all his feuds with so many people in other departments. Yep, makes no difference to me. Hourly, salary. If I'm on vacation or my time off and I'm not on like a 24 hour call kind of thing. Yeah, you're not getting an answer. You should put that info on your website. Long time lurker, first time poster. This happened today, but I had a busy day so I don't remember all the details. I work as a technical support agent for a smart home company. We support the customers in cases where they have technical difficulties with our products. This guy called today asking why his device isn't working properly. Turns out he doesn't fulfill the first and only requirement to install our product. I informed him of this. His answer? You should put that information on your stupid website. Uh, sir, we do state this on our website if you check the following information. I read lots about your product before buying it. It did not say so when I bought it. Sir, our shop and information page explains this. No, it does not. May I ask where you purchased our product? Oh, I purchased it on some weird website. Oh. So yeah, at least he realized his mistake and decided to contact his seller. If you're gonna buy something, you know, aftermarket from a different website, whatever, at that point, you really can't go back to the manufacturer or original company to uh, complain about anything. Why didn't you just lie about it? I was working in in-house legal for this situation, but this was a tech support ticket that ended up having to be escalated to me as the resident attorney who specializes in cybersecurity. I was working for Insert Generic Fortune 50 Company here. Our help desk team fielded thousands of tickets a day that run the gamut of banality, including my very own time I accidentally got par in my keyboard. But this day was different. A senior employee contacted the help desk team via the phone number to let them know his laptop was stolen from his hotel room on a business trip. He had a police report case number for reference and needed the help desk team to send him a new laptop. Pretty standard. The help desk gets at least one stolen laptop notification a week, though usually it's a contractor stealing it from someone's cube or a car break-in, and the help desk has protocols to handle this. The first question I asked, of course, was whether he knew who stole it. His answer? to keep this safe for work a woman he paid for company oh my god this obviously meant it had to be escalated to hr and then to me and ultimately resulted in immediate termination the lesson from this if someone you've paid for overnight company steals your laptop in retaliation because you've protested her going rate right and refused to pay don't tell your hr department just say you don't know who took your laptop dummy oh <laughs> Hey boss, someone stole my computer. Do you know who it was? Yeah, it was this hooker I hired last night. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, Brilliant. Hey, if you guys like this video, do me a favor. Click this one here on the screen. I think you're going to enjoy this one too. See ya.